We hope you enjoy our homily podcast. Please consider supporting the ministry of Our Lady of Lords by donating to the Future Full of Hope Capital Campaign at lordsdenver.org. We are so grateful for your support. Well, good morning, everyone. So today, uh, I don't know where everybody is. Same way at the last Mass. Apparently, people had stopped being Catholic. I finally did it. You know, I drove them all away. Um, Thank you for being here. (laughs) Um, Okay, so today, though, uh, I always feel bad. Like, are these readings? Kevin did a great job this morning with our first reading, but it was one of those really hard ones, right? And so today, Paul, I want to talk just briefly about this before we jump to our, our main topic today. But here in Acts 14, Paul goes on his first missionary journey. And uh, Paul is traveling, and he went to some of your favorite places, right? He went, uh, let's see, I have to find where we are. Here we go. Uh, it says they passed through Pisidia. Did you go there? Pisidia? No, okay. Pisidia, Pamphylia, your favorite and mine, and then when they had spoken the word in Perga, they went down to Italia, and from there they sailed to Antioch. That's going to be our new pilgrimage for lords. Perga, Pamphylia, Italia, Antioch, it's going to be awesome. One point I want to make about this, you've heard me say this if you heard it last weekend if you were here. Christian love, like the mark of a real Christian, if God has really broken into your life, that, it just transforms everything. If you've really encountered Jesus Christ and it's not just like, yeah, I think that's probably true. When God breaks into your life, it brings light and joy and just you become one of those annoying people that always smiles, right? It's amazing. And the natural response to that is it has to go out. And that happened to Paul. When Paul encountered the love of Christ on the road to Damascus, everything changed. And he knew that he just couldn't, he couldn't help but share that with others. Uh, And I'm just convinced as a church, I think God has done such amazing things here at Lourdes. That's where we've got to go. I don't have the full plan yet. Would you give that to me? That'd be awesome. But we've got to go out, right? We've got to be, we've got to be those people who when something so amazing and good and beautiful and true touches your soul, you don't have to be pushy about it, but you just want to share that with other people. And you want to say, I have, there's something so good in my life, and I want you to share in that too. Okay. So today, I, what I want to talk with you about is I want to talk with you about hope. Now, I've I've used this line before, but it's just the best line. One of the best lines in all of history, in movies at least, is Shawshank Redemption, right? And like I always say, if you haven't seen Shawshank Redemption, you can't be a Christian. So go back and watch that. But there's this great line in Shawshank Redemption, right? And these two men, they're in prison, and one of them says to the other, he says, hope is a good thing. Maybe the best of things. Hope is a good thing, maybe the best of things. Today I want to talk to you about hope and just how that can transform our lives, how that can fill us with light and meaning 
And our lives might look the same as other people. And maybe, maybe they look externally the same, but if you have hope, your life's gonna be radically different than someone who looks similar to you but does not have hope. So first we gotta talk about the house where Father Mike and I live. It's awesome. <laughs> it really is. Um, but anyway, there's in our house right now, so we have one of those uh, drawers, the trash can's like hidden in a cabinet, you know, and it like pulls out. I don't know about you, but that was like a big deal for me. I was like, wow, <laughs> like hidden trash can. What else does this house have? <laughs> Secret passageways. <laughs> but while Father Mike was gone, the trash can broke and it was off. There's these rails, right, that go into the cabinet. And it came off the rails. And I'm not a handy person. So I'm like at a loss. I'm like, how does this work? Looks like magic to me. And I thought, okay, I'm going to get like my like camping, like my headlamp. I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get in there. I'm going to like get my drill. I'm like, I'm going to fix this cabinet. Well, it turned out to be really easy. It just like the rails had popped out of two brackets and it just popped right back in. And I was like... Got this, right? I know how to fix stuff. I'm a real guy. It was awesome to do that, and it feels so good. It feels so good when you get something back on track. We all know when we have things in our house or maybe our car, when things are off, it's just, it's tough. It's just, you sense something's off. But here's my question to you today. Well, here's, here's our lead-in, is that we all know when that happens physically, but we also know, don't we, when there's something off in our soul. Sometimes we can't name what it is, but if something, if everything's right externally, like, right, and you're just kind of in a bad place, and maybe, maybe everything's right externally. Maybe your job's going well, you have a great marriage, your kids are behaving, not likely, but maybe, and, and maybe things look good externally. But we've all had those moments where something's off track. Just like that cabinet, right? Christianity and Western civilization together have this concept about things that must be right and inside of a person for that person to be set right. Right, if a, if a person, if you, brothers and sisters, if you are going to be set right, if things are on track inside of you, not just physically, but in your soul, certain things have to be there. Western civilization calls those things virtues. So for instance, justice is one. Justice means that I treat other people as they deserve to be treated. If you meet someone who doesn't treat people fairly or as they deserve, that person can't be set right. They're off track. Something's off. But today what I want to talk to you about, and I just love this, is the virtue we call hope. Hope is a good thing. Maybe the best of things. And I want you to pray with me today. I, I know this about you. I know this because it's true of every one of us 
is that if you had everything in life, but you did not have hope, you would be miserable. Right? All of us need hope. Hope is that thing inside of us where there's a real reason to believe that our lives are going somewhere good. And not just anything, not just like, I don't know, today's gonna be a better day than yesterday or um, my career's advancing, but ultimate hope. That the story's end, right? The end of the story, the end of my story is gonna be an awesome ending. If you have that, brothers and sisters, you can get through almost anything. Right? In your life, undoubtedly, all of us, we have these obstacles, we have times of darkness, we have trials. But if you have hope, it's okay. Because your story's going somewhere. And if you don't have hope, even if everything goes right, you end up kind of being what's called a nihilist, right? Everything might feel good right now. I might have a good time on the ride, but the Titanic's sinking. And it's not going anywhere. (laughs) You guys always choose a good mass. This is a better homily than last mass. We have a hope. Right, and that hope, there's nothing better. There's nothing better. Your story, we don't think about this enough. A Christian, right, St. Augustine says, everyone believes something, everyone hopes for something, and everyone loves something. But what makes Christians different is who it is they believe in, what it is they hope for, and who it is that they love. And brothers and sisters, our hope is a great hope. It is not the hope that you have a nice retirement. It is not a hope that you stay healthy. It is not a hope that you have washboard abs, which I almost do. No, it'll never happen, right? It's impossible. But anyway, that's not my hope. My hope is that someday I will have eternal, perfect And not just me, all of us together. And if you are in touch with that, if you live from that, if you allow Jesus Christ and his resurrection to speak to your heart and your soul, brothers and sisters, it changes everything. And those hard things that you and I encounter they don't bother us as much, right? The, the, the people who don't like us, you know, and the, the hardships and the trials, the, the anxieties about money in the future, we'll still have those, but we know that we're going somewhere. And we know that the, we know the end of the story, right? Today, St. John tells us about it. In our second reading, this is the last chapter of the Bible. John says, I saw a great white throne, 
Oh, sorry, that's last week. It was actually not last week, last paragraph. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. By the way, this is like resurrection. There's a death of the old world and there's resurrection. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling of God is with men. He will dwell with them. Lord, I can't wait in your mercy to be with you eternally. He will dwell with them and they shall be his people and God himself will be with them. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Isn't that awesome? You know, in the world today, when you talk to doctors, some of you are doctors here, we, we are obsessed right now with prolonging days of people's earthly lives because we don't believe in heaven. If you're really a Christian, you can let go of that. Don't, you know, don't commit suicide. That's a bad idea. But you know what I mean. You can, you can let go of that because there will be no more death. In God's new creation and his new world, there is no death. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore. For the former things have passed away. And he who sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. Wow. Can't wait for that. I will make all things new. That's where Mel Gibson, by the way, got that line. This is that moment in the Passion when Jesus falls and Mary runs, runs to him. And he looks at her and he says, See, Mother, I make all things new. That's from Revelation 21. Very powerful line. So if you were at 6 p.m. last Sunday, I used this. I, my homily was so bad last weekend, I preached a different homily at every single Mass. You might not know that I do that, but I do. But I want to share this image I used last Sunday. St. Francis de Sales says this, And I just want you, brothers and sisters, I want your hearts to be set on the place you belong. The only thing that is worthy of your hope. The only thing worthy of your hope. Your hope should not be in a new house or a new car or whatever else. Your hope should only be in heaven. St. Francis de Sales says this about heaven. He has a meditation. He says, imagine this, and I want you to do this right now. Think about this. He says, imagine the most beautiful scene you have ever seen in your life. Right, for me, maybe it's in the Sangre de Cristo Mountains in southern Colorado, or Telluride. I love Telluride and the San Juans. And imagine a bright summer day with the most perfect scenery you've ever seen. He says, then think of that scene in such a way that even though it's a bright summer day, he says, imagine that at the same time, there's a perfect night sky above you. And you can see all the billion stars 
in the heavens above you. And then he says, imagine that in that place are all the saints. And he says, just feel their perfect joy and their perfect love for God and for each other. In heaven, we're going way too fast here, so you should pray with us today. You should go home and do this. But heaven will be infinitely greater than that. And I can't wait to be there. And if that's true, brothers and sisters, whatever trials you must endure to get there in this life, whatever sufferings you may have, however hard it is to overcome your sins, it's worth it. Right? You'll do anything to be there. Hope is a good thing. Maybe the best of things. If you have that, you'll be set right, right? The, back to that image of the trash can. A human being can only be what a human being should be if he or she has hope. When I don't have hope in my life, when I'm not in touch with God's promise for my salvation and that he'll set things right, when I don't have that hope in my heart, something is off inside of me and I can feel it. So what do we do? How do we, how do we live out of that? The biggest thing I want to encourage you to today is you got to think more about heaven. Every day we flood our souls with earthly messages. The radio's on, the TV's on. We worry about people in our families, our workplaces, and all that's inevitable. But when do you think about heaven? It's the most important thing that exists. We have to put our souls in touch with that reality. How do we get there? Just before our our second reading today, just before, the paragraph before, it says this. John looks and he says, I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne, and books were opened. Also, another book was opened, which is called the Book of Life. And listen to this. This is so important. This is what will happen at the final judgment. It says the book was open, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged by what is written in the books, by what they had done. The sea gave up the dead in it, death and Hades gave up the death in them, and all were judged by what they had done. the day that God judges the world and the day you die, brothers and sisters, all that will matter is what's in that book. What was written about you that you did in your lifetime? Jesus today gives us a commandment. What's gonna be written in that book, and Jesus says today, this new commandment I give you, that you love one another as I have loved you. 
You were created only for that. That's it. The day you are judged by God, the day I am judged by God, in that book, it will tell whether or not I loved you. And that will be the judgment of my soul. You and I, Jesus says today in the gospel in John 13, he says that everyone will know we're Christians by the love we have for each other. Do you even know people here? Jesus' commandment, he doesn't even say that we have to go love people outside the church. We do. He says that in other places. But today he says his commandment is that those who are in the church love each other as he loved us. Do you even know anyone at Lord's? Do you just show up to Mass and kind of leave? The only thing that matters is the book of the living. And I pray, Jesus, I pray that my name is written there. And the deeds that I have done in my life, the bad ones, the evil ones, and the good ones, Lord, may you have mercy on me for my sins. But may you write my, my name in the book of the living. Lord, may all of my parish, the people I love here, Jesus, may we know each other, may we love each other. Not just believe the same thing, but will we, can we actually love each other? Jesus, give us the hope of heaven. Lord, may we fulfill your commandment to love one another. And may every one of our names be written in the book of the living.